Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Time Fun Podcast. I'm your coworker L, and let's get started. All right, on this week's episode, uh, we're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's finally out, it's been out. Actually, we got the first two episodes that came out last week, and man, what a time to be alive, right? Especially this year. And also at around the same time, we had Star Wars Celebration, so... I've got to make it to that event one of these days or one of these years. I just can't. I saw it online. And it's like every year I see it, it's like, man, I want to go. I want to go. So I'm going to make it happen. Just like how I make Comic-Con happen every year, which finally it's also happening this year again in 2022. Finally, after what, two years of holding on to my ticket and passing it off to the next year. So if anyone goes there, hey, let's catch up. <laughs> All right. So, if you haven't watched Obi-Wan Kenobi's episodes 1 and 2, then turn away now, because I'll definitely be talking about it. I'll talk about both episodes, not necessarily in order, but just things from what I remember, things I've seen, and things that I've also looked up based on what was in the episodes. So, definitely, here's your warning. Spoilers talks about Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes 1 and 2 now. All right. For the first episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, it's pretty cool. We're just getting back into the prequel modes, getting back into everything that's happened leading up to the Obi-Wan series. And man, it's okay. You get a little bit of, you know, prequel action. You get a little bit of all that stuff that happened during the first episodes one, two, and three. Not the first episodes. <laughs> that's obviously four, five, six. But anyways, yeah, all the stuff that happened, you know, Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, and then revenge of the sith and just all that stuff that leads up to the story of where we are now picking up with obi-wan and not even there the opening scene of the actual episode was pretty cool it's the uh what's it called it's um where all the younglings were training actually uh it's focusing on a set of younglings just as order 66 is happening and you see that they're all training with their master doing all that kind of moves and stuff and door opens and then boom these two stormtroopers just bust in and start shooting and then the, the master has to protect all the kids and take them out and she's leading them out to safety and as she's just trying to block all the lights uh, not the, <laughs> all the laser blasts and everything and then she finally gets gunned down and she just gets overwhelmed by the stormtroopers or clone troopers at the time and you could hear order 66 repeatedly being yelled out order 66 order 66 Palpatine's voice coming out of those comms and apparently I actually uh while looking up the younglings because oh, okay uh they're escaping I wonder if there's any relation there's five of them here you know inquisitors they talk about you know second sister third sister fifth brother like oh could any of these be some of the inquisitors because when we lead in the episode two you know hint hint <laughs> You find out that many Inquisitors, you know, those guys dressed in black that look like Sith, but not really. They used to be former Jedis or even former Padawans. And apparently one of those Padawans that was in that early scene is actually Reva. While she was training and escaping from Order 66. So apparently she was turned at some point and there she became an Inquisitor. I don't know why she's third sister, but hey, <laughs> we'll see. But the other interesting point is, yeah, that's, uh, I wonder how, it just shows that 
they could expand on that so much more. Cause like in the video games, I don't know if anyone out there has played the uh, the Star Wars game that was really popular uh, past couple years, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That follows another kind of, I guess, a Padawan, a young Jedi youngling that escaped Order 66 and pretty much, you know, led his life as just a normal dude and not really showing any force powers until he has to. And when he finally does, and that's when he has to like kind of run away and kind of meet up with this other band of kind of Jedi rebels or force sensitive rebels. But anyway, this episode, all right. Actually, when I think back about all of the, um, let's call it the trailers that they had for Obi-Wan Kenobi series, it was just all just stuff from the second, I mean, these first two episodes, really. We really didn't get to see anything beyond what was shown in these first two episodes in those trailers. Like, you know, the stuff about the Inquisitors, like, oh, the Jedi, they'll hunt themselves. You know, the key to hunting a Jedi is patience. That's me speaking my Grand Inquisitor voice. So when they make it back to Tatooine and then yeah, Inquisitor's land and they're all integrating that bar guy or saloon owner or saloon person. And then that's when they draw out the other Jedi that's there that's been helping around. And then that's the rumors of the Jedi that's been helping out. And they lure him out. He escapes for the meantime. But then, man... It just shows that okay there's still jedi out there they're still trying to do the right thing okay that's cool but then what happens when they do the right thing that shows where the inquisitors need to look which is exactly what happened here and so later on when uh what's that guy i forgot his name already it doesn't matter he died right <laughs> so then when he meets up with obi-wan finally and then obi-wan's all like Nah, man, you, you gotta go. You gotta you can't stay here. You're drawing too much attention. And then Obi-Wan just all like, nah, I'm, I'm not part of this anymore. Well, partly is it just because he's protecting Luke? Or is it really just because, you know, he's given up on himself? Because that's kind of where it's kind of been. I mean, from all the interviews with, with uh, Ewan McGregor, this is Obi-Wan at his lowest point. So everything here on out is just him, I guess, coming back and then remembering who he is and who he has to be and that he has to you know kind of be a Jedi still I mean he could be in hiding but just not completely not be himself anymore not be or not have a Jedi code because unlike when you first see Obi-Wan Kenobi when he panned to his part in the episode he's um, you know chopping up some meat <laughs> I didn't think anything of it when we first pan, I had to do an actual second viewing of the show or multiple viewings. And when they're doing that overshot over the sand and then they zoom in into that little camp area where they're cutting up the meat. At first, I thought the black stuff on the nest, like standing upright, was like rocks or something. And then when I looked at it again, oh, there's a face, there's an eye. Oh, yeah, okay. I see it's they're carving up a carcass of some sand creature. Yeah, that's what that's where they got the meat from. Yeah, it just didn't click with me earlier. First time viewing. First time viewing, you know, just looking. But just so uh, you see it like that. But anyways, so when you first see him, okay, you see him do that. And he cuts a little piece of meat and he tucks it away. I thought, oh man, he must be really hungry to steal food for himself. But later on when he sees that one guy that's in front of him 
punching out for the day and getting only half the money I guess he was supposed to get or half the credits. He uh, that guy complains, and then the boss man is all, you know, say anything else, and uh, you know he can leave with nothing. And Obi Wan is just there, just, just looking, watching, and doesn't react to anything. You know, that's the you know not his way or his thing anymore. Doesn't want to expose himself. The boss man's like, hey, you got a problem there? He's like, nope. Just moves along. <laughs> then you find out that Obi-Wan kept that little piece of meat to feed to his little camel thing. The EOP, I guess what it's called. It's uh, what he uses as transport to go from the city and back to his little cave area that he has hidden. Doesn't have his kind of hut that's in the original movies. Uh, he, he lived in a cave where he just keeps some of his belongings, I guess. And I guess it must be in some kind of close proximity to where um, the Lars are, you know, Owen Lars and Baru, where Luke is in hiding or where Luke is staying, you know, um, with Anakin's half brother. <laughs> yeah, that's another funny thing of all places. Um, yeah. But then again, you realize Darth Vader Anakin thinks that, you know, Padme died and his kids didn't or his kid or twin. I don't know if he, I forgot if he knew he had twins or not, but obviously Padme passed away and uh, he didn't know the kid survived. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, we got that little confrontation. You get that situation where, oh, the cool thing I saw, um, little flyer. I actually heard it from someone else, but that little toy um, plane jet thing. It's a T-16. It is uh, the one that Obi-Wan gets and leaves for Luke, but then Owen Lars like throws it back at him, says, hey, stop visiting us. Uh, don't don't come here. Don't come to don't mess with our family, all that kind of stuff. That's actually the same jet or toy jet that Luke plays when he's a little bit older in the originals. Um, the New Hope Star Wars Episode four. So that's a pretty cool Easter egg there. And I thought that line that Owen said to at uh, Luke is like, you're just wanting to see if he's showing, you know, if he's, and then Obi-Wan's like, yeah, if he, if he shows, then I have to train him as a Jedi. And <laughs> we all know, just, Owen goes, oh, like how you trained his father? Ooh, burn, man, burn. <laughs> like how you trained Anakin? Because uh, we all know where that came, <laughs> how that ended up. <laughs> okay, but anyways. Okay, so you get into a little scuffle there. The Inquisitors start questioning, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, the next interesting part is when we get to um, them showing a nice, beautiful planet, uh, all these nice structures. I was almost thinking kind of, it looked like Naboo in a way, kind of, but a little bit more advanced or more techie. And lo and behold, I, I mean, I kind of knew right away where this is leading. It's like, man, this has got to be Alderaan. This has got to be, I mean... As soon as they start doing the whole, yeah, you obviously knew they're dressing up a little girl. That's Leia. Oh my gosh, they they brought Leia into this, and I was like, okay, is this something that they're just gonna show? And you see how she's just this kind of like adventurous, like rambunctious little girl. You know, she's like got her head up, you know, like really strong-willed. So she's showing very much like how she, how her mo real mother, biological mother, is like Padme, and. Yeah, I mean, this kind of shows, well, it doesn't show, but it kind of leads into the way that, okay, knowing from what we've seen in the trailers, you know, Obi-Wan has to leave the planet Tatooine in order to do something else. At first, we're all thinking that it's to lead off the scent of Luke Skywalker from Tatooine, but no, what we find out later on is that 
oh man, Leia gets kidnapped and Obi-Wan is asked to save her. So that's where the real conflict begins and where this real conflict is going, even with episode two. So episode one is like, okay, Leia, those mercenary type people, uh, kidnap her. Not really knowing that she's Leia Skywalker, but just the fact that she's the daughter of Bail Organa, you know, big person there. And because Bail Organa's friendship with Obi-Wan. And so Reva has this desire to just kidnap, or I mean, to capture Obi-Wan. Because, hey, if she could do that, then she can, like, have a big prize from Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine. You know, it'd be like a huge thing for her favor. So she does that kind of stuff. And then just getting, um, <laughs> steeping to that, lo- that level. I don't know if that's steeping for Inquisitor or someone in the dark side. It's kind of funny because the other Inquisitor is like, you know, drop this already. Don't, why would you do that? Why would you kidnap a young girl? For, uh, yeah. Reva something else. Um, and who knows? She's probably not going to end up like surviving the series. I, I'm guessing. Yeah. You never see her in anything else later on in the future. We all know Grand Inquisitor dies later on in Rebels. So... Even in episode two, uh, a spoiler warning if you haven't seen it, he seemingly gets killed off by Reva, but in actuality he isn't, or something's going to change, because in Rebels, which is canon, he is not dead yet, so he does die later on there, but not here, it's still too early. So, <clears throat> other interesting facts, uh, what else we got, what else we got? Reva knows that Anakin is Darth Vader or Darth Vader is Anakin that's later on in episode 2 but I just thought I'd throw that out there since I'm already talking about her so how much does she know I mean okay so luckily she doesn't know that Leia is actually a Skywalker so goodness there but then she knows enough to about Darth Vader being Anakin and using you know all the knowledge that they have to draw obi-wan out so man she knows a little bit more i mean do all the other inquisitors know probably probably not i don't know or maybe because the others aren't other inquisitors aren't as obsessive as she is you know she's just so obsessive about really capturing obi-wan not for like because she wants to capture him but just for you know for status i guess because you know all the other inquisitors were kind of putting her down so she's out there trying to like basically prove herself and make herself better yeah <laughs> also another surprising thing is seeing kumal nanjiani's character he's not necessarily playing a jedi or actually not at all he's playing some kind of uh kind of scoundrel kind of guy uh, he's looks like he's taking advantage of other people's vulnerabilities like trying to help that family escape that mother and child and taking all the credits to help them escape. So, I mean, later on you find out, yeah, the mother and child did escape. They just, you know, left with less credits than they had before. So, he's kind of doing a good thing. He's helping, you know, those with force sensitivity, especially kids, younglings, maybe Jedi's that are prone to be, or young is prone to become Jedi, and he's helping them escape. Or he just has, you know, maybe he's kind of like a rebel himself, but, you know, he still needs a coin <laughs> or credits, uh, whatever, 
whatever form of money it is in this universe yeah so Dayu and then in Dayu and Obi-Wan's really trying his best not to use any force powers not to use his lightsaber just not to use anything that would like put the scent out there that he's a Jedi although <laughs> I kind of find it ridiculous because Reva when, when she's hunting him down is like send this to all the all the scum scoundrels out there to hunt this guy and then it's like and then the guy main guy knows like how are they really gonna catch a Jedi and it's like nah, I don't need to catch a Jedi I just need to corner him but anyways they put his picture up it's from the time when he was in what's it called uh, all the prequels like Revenge of the Sith time basically because it's a clean shaven cut of Obi-Wan really nice picture from <laughs> what you can see but yeah I mean same thing it's like it doesn't matter he could use his abilities or maybe he doesn't so that they can't really track him you know the inquisitors won't use you know their abilities to track where he is or sense him i guess i guess he could put it in that way too so he's not using his abilities not using his lightsaber just so he, he could still throw the scent off and i mean it kind of shows because in that second episode when reva finally hunts him down and it's all like Obi-Wan, your fear betrays you. I can sense you, you know, all that stuff. And then talk about Anakin. And you know. So she knows he's there. And then Grand Inquisitor shows up. Of course, there's a scene where Reva like stabs him as he's trying to tell her to go away. And I was like, Oh, alright. <laughs> and Obi-Wan uses that, you know, distraction in that moment to escape into that also uh, that cargo ship or whatever it is, so that he and Leia could escape to whatever planet that they can get help on, based on what Haja told them earlier, Kumal Nanjiani's character. So uh, that that makes us ponder. Okay, episode three. Uh, if you all don't know, it's going to be out on Wednesdays. So the first two episodes came out on Friday, just as a special. Uh, two episodes is good because you get to see the like what the story is all about in just these first two episodes. I really thought so. It's really great. And then episode three going to continue on and it's going to be on Wednesdays. So it's just coming up in a few days. That's why I didn't make sure I post this episode and talk about it. Because man, excited, excited to talk about Star Wars. So much stuff. If you haven't seen all the Star Wars celebration stuff, you guys should check that out. You know, we've got a lot more content. we got Andor live series later on this year. And the other ones, uh, they talked about the Ahsoka series and all those other things. Oh, and another um, Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi is that's gonna be something pretty awesome too. It's an animated series, but it's gonna focus on Count Dooku and Ahsoka. So the two former Jedi uh, that were cast out are no longer Jedi. So that's gonna be a cool series to watch. This is also cool. It's just everything that's gonna connect in this universe, kind of like how the MCU, Marvel side, has their whole universe connecting with all their movies and shows. Star Wars is gonna have its own thing. I think everyone should be excited about that. It's just, man, all these interconnected stories that will just make one cohesive storyline. You know, it's going to be the own, the Star Wars, like kind of Avengers kind of thing, but like in their own way. I don't know, is it Star Wars Rebellion, Star Wars Rebels, or whatever they're going to call it. But yeah, all based off the Mandalorian that kicks it off. So we've got Jon Favreau to thank for the MCU kicking off with Iron Man. We've got John Favreau to thank for kicking off this 
whole Star Wars universe with The Mandalorian. And man, it's just an exciting time to be alive and to watch all these shows. All right. I'll be sure to watch the next episode of Obi-Wan, see episode three as soon as possible, and then uh, post up my reaction and all my thoughts about that episode uh, right after. And also talk about some other things. I figured I'd mention uh, my last episode that I made, Postcat episode, I talked about Halo, the season finale, which I thought was episode eight. I was so wrong. It's actually episode nine, Transcendence. And man, uh, that's that'll be for the next one because uh, heck, I'm already late. That's that's way past. But anyways, Star Wars, Obi Wan Kenobi series, it's awesome. You all should watch it if you're not, and if you're not, then why are you listening to my podcast? Because I just talked about it and spoiled everything. And yeah, can't wait for the next episode. Early predictions. I'm sure we're gonna get more Obi Wan and Leia <laughs> in whatever planet or place they're going to to escape. And maybe actually see Darth Vader in action or in a suit since we did get a glimpse of him inside of the back of the tank. And oh man, are we ready for that? So that's all I got. So I hope you all enjoyed listening to this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed listening to me. So until next time, have a fantastic day.